Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestseller is all they're cracked up to be. Here at Terrible Book Club, we explore whether you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. You ever passed a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 67 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Paris, and this is Chris. Hello. If this is your first time listening to the show, what we do here at the Terrible Book Club is read books that we assume will be bad. And this is based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of those three. So we read books that we would never read under normal circumstances. Usually this experiment results in a disappointing read, but once in a while we end up liking the book. That did not happen today. Oh, oh boy. So... (laughs) This one, uh, another, in a series of sc- screenplays? Uh, yeah, so that... we've determined that we're, this this show has been cursed by screenplays. If we're ever <laughs> destined to read a screenplay, it's going to be a fucking nightmarish hellscape. Because... And I want to point out that, like, all the times that we've, like, had a screenplay, it's, like, been kind of by surprise. Like, we assume it's a book every time. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And then we open it up, and it's a screenplay, and it's horrendous. Like, it's it's... Yeah, and actually, so, um, Chris, ignore ignore the show notes. Uh, so I actually haven't gotten uh, explicit consent to reveal who recommended this to us. So we're going to say this one is also an anonymous recommendation. Chris from the future here chiming in to say that this book was recommended to us by Bob from the Books, Beards, and Booze podcast, which you should check out if you would like to listen to some more book-based podcastery. Future Chris out. Of, a, of this book where we thought it was going to be a book and then it turned out to be a screenplay and it also turned out to be <laughs> like just it's, it's a, a fucking... whole like Matryoshka doll of surprises <laughs> yes. one inside the other. Yeah, Russian um, nesting doll of horrors. Uh, we should say that originally we were planning to do a different book oh, that we mentioned at the end of the last episode. Yeah. We were like, yeah, we're going to do that book and then we're not doing the, that book, Paris. So, all right. So at the end of the last episode, uh, you may remember we were discussing options for the next book, and I mentioned that it was probably going to be something called The Puppy Girl Farm. And you know what? I just, I just couldn't do it. I just wasn't, at, I wasn't in a headspace where I could read 111 pages of interracial uh, torture humiliation porn. Like, I just... I don't know if I'm ever going to be in that headspace. I mean, we've read some fucked up shit on the show, but I just, I don't know, man. I just, I am not right now. My headspace is not such that I can handle that. I think even then, even if you were in whatever fucking headspace you would have to be in to handle that well, I'm not trying to kick shame, I guess, but at the same no, time, same, but that's just... re- like, that's kind of intense stuff to read. I think the line in the sand that I'm officially going to draw here is if it's explicitly for jerking off to, 
Well, no, because Crawfish Baby, right? No, we've read... That's the thing. I feel like we've read a lot of explicit stuff, but I think, once again, this one... The Puppy Girl Farm was just this... So many layers of of problems. Like, it was just... Oh, man. Yeah, if for some reason you thought Puppy Girl Farm was about, like, puppies that are female and it's the farm they all live on. <laughs> no, no. Well, yes, but no. <laughs> yes, it's but... not dogs. It's not dogs. Um... Yeah, I just, you know, I'm sorry, listeners, but um, w- maybe we'll get there eventually. And I, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, do we ever want to do any of this, Chris? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we get one that looks kind of like silly from the, this one kind of looked silly from the outside. Uh, yeah, but, you know, man, once you pop off that first, that first <laughs> doll, like <laughs> the second one is. Uh. You cannot stop until you've read the whole screenplay. Yeah. Why is it always a surprise screen? Why are these people <laughs> publishing their screenplays as a like an ebook and not yeah. like warning us that it's supposed to be a script for a movie? Yeah, there's no no warnings. You're just surprised you're reading a screenplay. Um so anyway, I'll I'll should, leave we the should say rec- what we read. I, <laughs> that's true. Uh this time we read Selfie Showdown, a model combat throwdown by Kelsey Co. Uh uh, also, combat was with a K. So, a model combat throwdown, kind of like Mortal Combat, but model Model combat. You better get over here, Paris. Chris, for musicians, we're about... really bad at imitating popular theme songs <laughs> on this show. It's not. No, it's not the same theme. It goes da 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 ba 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 ba. Boo boo! It goes up at the end. It's Chris, different. I would I would never believe that you're a musician <laughs> if I had only heard you try to poorly recite theme songs on Terrible Book Club. I'm not. Um, yeah. So today, uh, you know, why am I'm doing content warnings now when I already said like I, we were talking about the other thing. This is all fucked up. Today's fucked up. We're record. We're doing a late recording. I've had a kind of a nutty couple weeks. Or months. I don't know. You've been doing clown makeup for the past two weeks in your personal (laughs) life, Paris. Like, it's it's gonna put you in a weird space. Okay, so full disclosure. Um, I've been I've been doing I'm the lead makeup designer in tech for uh, a local theater production. I haven't done theater in over a decade, but I got roped into this because a really good friend of mine asked me for a favor, and she has been wonderful friend you know has me over for holidays has fed me and boozed me many times she supports my band so you know i was like sure i'll i'll get back into theater stuff i'll do this for you and it's it's been a bit more of a time commitment than i anticipated uh in terms of both number of days required and number of hours so it's it's been kind of a lot uh to deal with that the full-time job the band the podcast so i'm a little harried uh my apartment is in shambles i haven't <laughs> built my desk i bought it like uh six weeks ago and i still haven't built it so i'm <laughs> podcasting from my couch i'm holding the mic so sorry about all the hand noises uh paris how does it feel to make nightmares every night <laughs> actually i will say uh the show is called the revengers tragedy and it's a it's a satire. It's it's actually quite good. Uh, but the clowns are terrifying, and the show is pretty bloody too. So like it's you know it's a good time. Uh, I guess if you're if you're in the area of Boston, look it up or something. But I'm not gonna. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to this thing. God, yeah, back to this. So things have been a little crazy. Uh, content warnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here Sorry. we go. Oh, out of sorts. All right. So um, predominantly, we'll be discussing. Uh, 
brutal physical fights between women, which will include uh, injury, blood, and death. Gore, and too. Plenty gore, of gore. A lot of gore, and there's a lot of, um, I would say, vocabulary choices uh, that may <laughs> offend people. So a lot of um, negative stereotypes about women and men, I'd say. Uh, so, you know, a lot of words like, you know, bitch, whore, things like that. So, you know, that... So. Like, imagine if a guy that watched too much porn wrote a girl fight story, and you're pretty much there. That's yeah, it. so let's, um, I'm going to read the summary. Oh, so, hmm. here's the summary. Uh, during spring break, out to prove she's the best, a wicked femme fatale jeopardizes the fashion show, luring its participants into a deadly mixed martial arts model mashup called The Selfie Showdown ultimately pitting hungry selfie models inside brutal MMA cage fights to the death for their shot at fame and fortune. South Carolina's Meg Jordan joins the showdown. Uh, we're just going to assume she's the cover model for this There's version. There's no Meg so, in the book. No. There's no Meg in the book. No, she's the... Okay, so this this whole... I kind of want to <laughs> talk a little bit about the author and like just the whole fucking thing. So this author, Kelsey Coe, has... I wouldn't say he's an empire, but like a, a duchy uh, based around girls. What's the smallest thing you could be that still has like a sort of kingdom, like a small fiefdom? A, d- a duchy, yeah, which a, is like a fiefdom. A couple yeah. acres. Right. So it's like, and it's all based around girls fighting each other. So somehow he has the money to bankroll this weird thing where he makes, he creates the same story over and over again. Everything. So it's, it's books and screenplays and magazines and audio CDs and movies, apparently. Although I, I I can't actually verify that these movies exist because I cannot find them anywhere. I think this is like a out-of-the-back-of-his-truck DVD kind of thing. Like, you might find him wherever this dude lives. I'm well, assuming Florida. Oh, no, said, Ohio. I'm sorry. Oh, it's no, Ohio. It's, it's most Ohio. definitely Ohio. <laughs> Ohio, the Florida of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, but, uh, Ohio. Sorry, Ohio. Uh... You have a lot to answer for in this episode. Dude, I'm sorry. so much. Uh, so this guy just puts all of his money and time into creating the same story over and over again. So it'll be like, girls fighting, but they're demons. Girls fighting, but they're zombies. Girls fighting, but it's sorority girls. Teen girls. It's kind of all in there. And it all feels really creepy and exploitative. Um, I'm really hoping that these models and actresses got paid a fucking great fee to take part in these like photo shoots and audiobooks and movies i mean he's got to be paying them well because why else would anyone do this shit there's no there's no way like yeah, like it's it's the, all this like he, d it's fucking like degrade uh does anyone remember that guy that used to that used to give out free porn promo cds after heavy metal shows god what the fuck was that guy's name i did not know about this guy what are you talking about <laughs> oh he's like some weird porn promoter was this local to boston or he, just eddie uh yeah it was like worcester boston oh no i've never met this guy <sighs> i have I've... oh my god i have one of these dvds still i'm pretty sure oh good <laughs> because when i was a, he just like he was just handing them out after a show and i took one because i didn't know what it was and I remember... And then you put it in the DVD <laughs> yeah, player. I mean, this was I was a teenager, so I didn't know. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. so he's handing it out to... to oh, good. He's well, not verified. Yeah, I don't know that it was any... It, I feel like it was just trailers for porn. I don't... Re- Damn it. What the fuck was this guy's name? Anyway, this is unrelated, but... 
my point but is here's that, the Ohio version of him. Yeah, this is the Ohio version of this, and it's weird. So if so, our descriptions are probably not doing a great uh, doing this concept great justice. So you can go to girlfights.club to see the full <laughs> array of media uh, that this man dot has. Com to, was already taken. I yeah, suppose. dot club. So that's what we're working with here. This guy who clearly has a weird fixation on women fighting. Um, the book's intro kind of gives you a great sense of what you're in for. So when you, oh, also, that's right. So remember at the beginning when I read the summary and it was like, Meg Jordan joins us. There are like nine different versions of this same exact screenplay book with different models on the cover. It's like trading cards, but a screenplay? I guess. Trading screenplays? Collect them all. Collect them all. And they're also different prices? I got <laughs> oh, one that was 99 I, I, cents. I, is he putting a monetary value on, like, the hotter ones or no, something? No, it's weird. It's it's kind of a... I feel like it was split down the middle, or there, there were a couple that were two ninety nine, and then there were some that were 99 cents. So naturally, I bought the 99 cent one. Like, why not? Or or maybe there were some that were more. I, or and this is all on the same platform, right? It's not like different platform pricing. Yeah, I mean, you can get it on different platforms. But no, on Amazon, there were several different versions of the same exact thing with different covers, different prices. Uh, he mentioned on his website that some of his movies that he made, which are, again, the same thing, um, are were available on Amazon Prime. And so I tried to find it, but it said, it said the content's no longer available. He has a ton of IMDb credits for all this stuff but it doesn't really seem to exist i don't i don't know and then the imdp imd imdp is a, I- quite a different place <laughs> Wait, to be the internet movie data double penetration oh no no please uh my soul um oh. but uh the imdb seemed to suggest that these movies were actually like uh, stitched together footage from a bunch of different places and times, including uh, stock footage. So there was like a trivia, you know, because you know how IMDb's have trivia sometimes for people. Mm-hmm. There was a trivia note, and it said that that particular film was made of stock footage, like stock footage from here and here, and then uh, this scene was filmed in like 2000, and this one was in 2005, and this one was here with this person. So I don't know that they're. Much like this book screenplay Paris, thing, not a coherent narrative. Kelsey himself, right? Like, yeah, that's the only person that would know that and upload it to IMDb. Yeah, it was. It's just very strange. This is this is. It's very much like the last screenplay thing we read. I it, I don't know. We're cursed by fucking screenplays <laughs> disguises books. Stop doing this. To stop. Us. Whoever's doing this, please stop. Like, All of you. Why is it like is screenplays just like uh, the medium for like I can't write a book, so I'm gonna write a movie instead? Yeah, because I that's think so. easier. I think people think it's easier because they mostly just have to focus on dialogue. And I don't oh yeah, know. he really yeah. focused on the dialogue here. <laughs> By We're focus, definitely going to have to read some oh. scenes out oh, loud yes. here at some point. All right. So, sorry. We spent a lot of time. <laughs> Setting it up. Giving you a setup. So, here's the book's intro. <laughs> <laughs> all caps, well, after, by the way. After you get through all the ads at the beginning yes. of the book for all of his other Girl Fight products. All right. So, here's the intro. 
<clears throat> based on many of the true behaviors exhibited by real-life modeling cliques based out of Columbus, Ohio, who are fictionally pitted against each other for an opportunity at a multi-million dollar contract with an international modeling agency in The Girl Fights, the book banned from every Ohio modeling Facebook group because it exposes, <laughs> exposes the truth about their secret society called The Click. To oppose this book means automatic membership into this dangerous click. They welcome your invite. Hashtag me too. <laughs> the, 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 tag, the hashtag me too at the end is so insulting. What the fuck is even happening with this? And okay. mind you, none of this is brought up in the book again except for the multi-million dollar contract that they fight over. So, All the rest of this is never brought up again. There's no me too. There's no modeling clicks. There's no Facebook groups. There's I what? So I'm assuming Kelsey tried to like post this around to modeling Facebook groups. As like he said, oh, it's an expose of all the catty behavior of all you modeling girls, and they were like, "Hey, dude, fuck off!" And he, so now he feels slighted by the click, and now he's put this book out as a uh, revenge. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I, know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But and why is it like, oh, I got banned from every Ohio modeling Facebook group? Probably How many you're of those a fucking are there? exploitative weirdo, dude. <laughs> How many uh, of those are there? I don't know. This came and out why in... Why so specific? When did this come out? Oh, it says it's set in 2014, but the copyright was 2018. So this is fairly recent. You had to go back in the past to really... <laughs> um, and then right after the intro... There's a there's a photo of a model with some pretty serious under boob and then a weird disclaimer saying that any models depicted may not represent the characters in the text and also that they may not endorse or sponsor the book. I I'm not sure why that was necessary. But. I don't know, probably because some of those models were like, yeah, I'll let you take a picture of me. Wait, you used it for your dumb book? Please don't. <laughs> Um, and then and then there's again several pages of ads for his magazines and things around the same topic, which is just girls fighting it's just anyway. did you like girl fights would you like more girl fights because i have all of the girl fights uh so chris do we want to attempt to outline the plot i think we should just read the opening uh all right um okay um, how about this i'll be dj drift <laughs> okay. and isaac white um, I don't know if we if you oh, want to do like, the scene there's setup. Another, there's another intro after more ads. I forgot. Yes. I'm going gonna, gonna to read this too. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. There's a second intro. It is titled Fight Like a Girl. Throughout history, the phrase fight like a girl and even girl fight has held many different meanings. As it relates to this book, they has both it? represent the, str <laughs> the struggle. That these characters face to overcome the struggle thrown at them through action and dialogue representing actual fights between girls. The struggle Rest to easy. overcome the struggle. Rest easy, my friend. There is a purpose to this madness after all. So, if you find yourself lost, please start the book from the cover and don't miss a single page. You um, might misunderstand the actual meaning behind uh, it. Become part of the solution, not the problem. Educate and inform yourself today. What about <laughs> girl fights? And I was definitely misunderstanding everything that was happening here because <laughs> I, I think it was very hard to understand anything that was happening here. Uh, yeah. So this is so th there's like a couple of other mentions in the text. 
<laughs> where he's where he's implying that this whole thing he's created is very feminist. And uh, why? I don't know <laughs> because where they're that's fighting. Coming. I don't. Yeah, because the girls are fighting, and they're not just in skanky, slutty costumes. They're they're really fighting for blood, and that's feminist. Even though the whole context in which these fights are taking place is decidedly not. So I, I dude, this shit is not. This is not. Uh, I would not say this is positive for women at all. This is hashtag not. me too. Hashtag me too. Uh, Paris, can I read like the epitaph that happens right after that intro? You sure, sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to put a voice on for this one. Because... <laughs> okay, have fun. All right, here we go. Here's, after that intro, there's a there's a, a, another little note here a third before intro? we get started. I... May God bless the souls of anyone daring to read the unimaginable horrors contained throughout these pages, and damn to hell any fool brave enough to act upon them. I'm really glad you hired Wilford Brimley to fucking... That's not Wilford Brimley. Here's how it's done as Wilford Brimley. May God bless the souls of anyone daring to read the unimaginable horrors contained throughout these pages, and damn to hell any fool brave enough to act upon them. Diabetes. Eat your oatmeal. That's perfect. That's Oh, thank you. So, um, all right. Uh, I'm gonna if if it's cool with you, I'm gonna read the uh the stage notes, the setting yes. notes. Okay. Set the so yeah, you're gonna start us off with the stage notes, <laughs> okay. and then you'll be sorority sister number one too. Okay. External Chai Omega Epsilon establishing night titles Columbus Ohio 2014 Spring Break. Wide angle on a large sorority party house with Greek lettering. Chai Omega Epsilon Co. Close up on a large pink LED sign. Chai Omega Epsilon. We hear loud noises of college kids chants. Located at the end of Columbus, Ohio in an undeveloped section. Pan from the front of the house and zoom into the garage. (laughs) All three doors open. Flashing multicolored lights from a distance as we zoom. Uh, a fight cage centered in the garage, surrounded by rowdy drunk college students. A set of ten chairs sit opposite the cage door. Outside on the deck sits a series of chairs full of college kids drinking alcohol. A makeshift full bar with tables to its right. A DJ booth with DJ Drift to the southwest of the cage door. Top 40s, techno, and dubstep music play. We can only assume simultaneously. Yeah, yeah all at once. Just <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> mashup. A small group of sorority sisters block a bunch of hormone-raving males from entering the deck. Sorority sister one. Let's get this party started! Chai Omega Epsilon now at your service! Yeehaw! A slew of costumed, sexy sorority sisters pour drinks. Getting rowdy is in every way possible as men pour into the club. DJ Drift. Chai Omega Epsilon is the hottest party spot for spring break! We see Tori, an average girl in her mid to late 30s, ground and pounding the face of a crying cosplay fight girl, Cherry, inside the fight cage. Uh, I guess I'll be Tori. Yes. Tori. I'm not a crummy bartender in this town, so I can be beat by losers like you. (laughs) DJ Drift runs into the cage and pulls Tori off of Cherry. DJ Drift. What are you doing? These are supposed to be playful and fun. She's dressed to kill. She's dressed as a video game character, crazy chick. <laughs> oh, well, that video game sucks anyway. 
DJ Drip picks up Tori and helps Cherry to her feet. Exterior, Chai Omega Epsilon, bar. Tori walks over to the bar as DJ Drift follows. She sits on his lap. You seem a little edgy today. <laughs> I'm tired of the small town. No chance of getting out. Well, maybe our luck will change. I made a phone call to my friend Ryan. Best I can do. <laughs> Why are men such pricks? This catches the attention of Isaac White, a discreet and nervous big burly man. Why are women such tramps? Excuse me, fat ass. Do I know you? No, and I wouldn't want to know your ugly ass. I wouldn't want to know your fat ass if you were the last fat ass on earth. Really, how old are you? Old enough to kick your ass. She sees bottles of liquor all around Isaac. Where'd you get all that alcohol? I help myself. It's a perk of being a government assassin. Federal jurisdiction. (laughs) Not at my bar, dear. This is private property. That's $500 worth of liquor there, easily. How do you plan to pay for it? Hey, uh, you're lucky I don't shut this place down for tax evasion. And I know those little hot Latinas aren't legal. You don't want me to tell Boss Lady Jackie. Hey, asshole, just pay the lady. I'll tell you what, stop getting your panties twisted on a bunch. Here's a 50 for your trouble. Isaac slams a $50 bill on the bar. You prick, you owe me for that alcohol. Get it from your sugar daddy right there. I'm not a sugar daddy. That's the same guy. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're just friends. Yeah, that's what she said. Max, going out tonight is a special night. It's amateur night, and anyone who wants a piece of me gets it. But first, this fat ass is mine. DJ Drift returns to his booth as Isaac takes a couple sips. Sorry, baby girl. Gotta leave. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Fight me, beat me, and I'll erase your debt. Nah, I think I'll just keep pissing you off, sweet cakes. But if I win, you'll have to marry me. I always wanted to know the secrets of the world's deadliest assassin. Now you've done gone batshit crazy. A wife is the last thing I need. 99 problems and you ain't one. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a special night for you? That fat ass Isaac there just stiffed my girl Toro on a $500 bar tab. Booze ensue and many patrons throw items at Isaac. If he doesn't pay, the boss will have Tori's ass. Tori has told me to make tonight amateur fight night. But before you hungry chicks get your shot, Tori has an ultimatum for fat ass. Fighter, if he wins, then his debt is paid. But if he loses, he has to put up with Tori as his wife. And well, I guess he gets to stiffer anyway. The crowd roars and laughs. Isaac, well, now that you made it public, I look forward to kicking your ass. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? She extends out her hand. I'll lead the way. Very well. It can't hurt that face of yours any. Tori leads him into the cage, and they distance themselves. Chiomega Epsilon is proud to present its first mixed fight here as its first amateur fight night. Fat ass and crazy chick. Fight! Isaac taunts her as she slowly stalks him. Come on, sweetie. This I gotta see. She throws a hard right a hard kick right kick to his chest <laughs> then quickly follows a kick to his nuts and finally a series of Muay Thai knees slams him to the ground as she holds his arm. She arm bars him and decides she'll just ground and pound taking his arm with her for every punch she utters each word. Until death do us part! DJ Drift on mic. Tori, that's enough. You win. I called St. Rachel. She'll marry you guys tomorrow. Tori lifts Isaac's head off the ground by his shirt. He's moaning as his jaw is broken. Jeez, dear, you'll want to get that checked out. A broken jaw isn't fun. Don't worry, I won't leave you. It's for better or worse, in good or bad health now. 
kill me. It'll be so much fun with you alive. I've got big plans for us. She slams him to the ground, ferociously staring him down. DJ Drift off mic. Damn. Friend zone for the second time this month. And scene. And scene one. <laughs> I, I don't think either of us intended to read all of that, but we did. Honestly, honestly, that's the only way y'all are going to get the full picture of what the fuck is going on here. Because imagine that for about 90 more pages. Awful dialogue, like fight scenes that are... If that's the central point of your whole screenplay, why isn't there more effort put into talking about them? I guess you don't want, like, specific adjectives maybe in your fight scenes, but it's just very mechanical yeah, and dull-sounding. Like, like, what's a Muay Thai knee? Like, Muay Thai kick... There are so many different kind of... There's Muay Thai has a lot of techniques, and there's not just a single type of knee Well, he's very happens. specific about the kick, because it was a hard kick, right kick. So... <laughs> Which sounds more but, like a video game input combo. <laughs> also, let's fucking recap what the fuck just happened. Yes. So okay. there is. So the scene we just read was, um, a an illegal underground fight night and illegal bar at a sorority house in Columbus, Ohio, and they're planning on having girls fight each other, and then kind of the floor manager Tori challenges this random guy who says he is a government assassin to a fight they fight she beats him and breaks his jaw and then they get married a perfectly reasonable series of events Paris what's the problem (laughs) yes that happens every day in Ohio that's just a normal day I don't know man I don't know what's going on in Ohio any any of y'all from Ohio please fucking report back and tell me this is not what is going on in Ohio because as far as I'm concerned this is so for such a long time after, even after I read this passage, Paris, like the rest of the book, it's ref- Chai Omega Epsilon is referred to as like a bar you can get a job at. It is. Yeah. So there, so that's a confuse. that's one of the confusing parts is that just one. just one, there's another confusing aspect to all this that they introduced pretty early on, which is, uh, the, the characters tell us that, oh, well, the state has declared martial law, but, and now the mob runs the town. And I was like, wait, those are two very distinct concepts. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's different. Martial law means that the state or federal government is now has superseded all local governments and has taken over in a very militarized fashion. The mob running the town is a totally separate idea. That's obviously non-governmental. But then, and then, also and then the there's police. a third. Yeah, and then there's a third aspect to this where there are police officers who are characters. There's like Lieutenant Mom, and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, really and hurt. Like she's just Lieutenant Steve- Mom, Officer Stevens, who's also a woman, uh, and a few other people, uh, like one or two other people, and they seem to be enforcing laws or trying to. But then, you know, also- normal laws like don't murder. There was a gunshot. No, they're not. Or- no, they're not. They're not enforcing that. No, they're. I mean, they're crooked, right? Um, but they they several times talk to characters about breaking laws and are and but then they also reference the fact that the mob runs the town, but then also that martial law has been declared. So I'm not. But I, none of this what? is really of any consequence, right? Like if we didn't tell you any of that, you wouldn't have been missing much in terms of the overall story. Well, no, I think that it matter like it matters uh, that it's unresolved because people are constantly being murdered because these fights are fights that end in the death of one of the girls. So they're constantly having these girl fights where one of them dies 
Uh, and, and they literally they just, just throw, throw them in the corner. They throw bodies into a pile in the corner, and I just feel like... <laughs> Not really doing a lot to cover up your shit. So. Yeah, and it's like, I, I mean, honestly, I feel like it would have to be a heavily mob-run town for that to be a thing, and even then they'd be paying a lot of money to the mob. I I, I mean, if, if martial law was declared, that certainly would not be flying. Like, I feel like this would not go unnoticed. And I also don't know how the neighbors are like that. It at one part of <laughs> in one part of the book, a neighbor calls about a disturbance because someone shot a gun, but they haven't been calling about all the murders yeah. and the fight rings yeah. and the illegal bar, but the gunshot that <laughs> just that the one really... or two. Even though there's more gunshots that happen that kind of go unreported, because Isaac likes to pull a gun and just shoot people all the fucking time. Yeah, so he's a government assassin, but he's very open about it and is just constantly shooting people publicly. <laughs> he's, not very so se- I don't... he's not like a secretive hitman. He no. just pulls a gun and kills you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there. I mean, there's a bunch of... So all the characters... I mean, I don't even know if I would call characters. these characters. They're really just names. Just names. And even then, they're not even that well kept track of by the fucking author himself. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, the text will frequently reference someone who is definitely not in the scene or, or a person we've never heard of before. And you're just like, who? what? Sometimes you'll be reading a fight scene between two characters and then it reads as if one of the characters is kicking their own ass. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have. So the whole plot, like, I mean, we told you about the first scene. Um, and then Isaac and Tori, who, you know, get married in that first scene, like a year after that, they've they've made the fights deadly. So every time two girls fight, one of them must die. Um, and they're like streaming it out on the Internet they're for streaming money. It. Yes, they have pay-per-view viewers somehow. And then they have people coming there and making bets and they're making millions of dollars on it. Uh, and they lure women into this competition by offering them a multi-million dollar Ohio modeling contract? Specifically Ohio. Specifically Specifically. like some kind of like Ohio fashion show. So they're fighting for access to a competition to maybe get a modeling contract. Yeah, I mean, like... Ladies, just cross yeah, the border, there, like there Pennsylvania, be, Michigan. There must be any other ways to get a modeling contract, Dude, right, Paris? Yeah, like just go across the border, fucking Pennsylvania, Michigan. They can help you out. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure that modeling there does not. There involve must be blood other sport. photographers willing to, you know, and like other ways to get access to this industry. Unless I don't know, they're not letting anyone out of Ohio anymore in this world. Well, is I that guess what if, it is? Well, if if. I mean, if the whole the state declaring martial law thing really was like, you know, turned up to 11, Ohio is now just a sovereign nation where (laughs) you must fight other women for modeling contracts because there are no other jobs and you can't go to a neighboring state. Yeah, as far as I know, the only available (laughs) jobs for women are a model and bartender. Also, maybe none. No, she's (laughs) she's not really a nun. She's just religious. St. Rachel. So there's like everything from oh also cop I'm sorry cop is also a right doctor, cop is also a profession um there's everything from twins fighting each other to um there's the uh, goth girl and the anime girl who are girl friends and, yep. but fight each other because no one's really friends at all period like there's no one willing to like not kill each other for a modeling contract yes. maybe 
yes, everyone is uh, absolutely on board to murder one another, but they vacillate between being best friends and going, oh my God, don't you love cheeseburgers? So like, I'm going to gouge your eyes out, bitch. And then someone gouges their <laughs> the eyes out with a screwdriver. Of a hat. It's, yeah, Before it's... even the hat has hit the ground <laughs> from the drop, they could like, the, the tone shifts are so jarring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one talks like a human being. I mean, you heard us read that. Yes, read out imagine that, that all the time, but also with people like sort of changing alliances on a dime. Later on, Tori kills some girl because she like picks a fight with her at a bar for I don't re- fucking remember what reason because it's not important. <laughs> nope. It's just an excuse to get this girl in a cage with Tori. Tori is kind of, I guess, the protagonist slash antagonist in this. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Isaac and Tori are kind of the main characters, I think. Anyway, in this particular scene that I'm mentioning, Tori kills some lady who's the girlfriend of a dude named Rick. And Rick is like, oh, I fucking hate you. You killed my girlfriend. How could you? And then Tori is like, no, listen to me. Get me girls to fight in this so you can get your revenge on me by having them fight me. Also... Do we want to talk about the worst deal of all time? No, because this happens slightly before, and it's just as fucking confusing, and the the next part happens after. Anyway, Rick hears this, and he's like, yeah, okay, that sounds like a reasonable plan instead of me just killing you right here. Also, let's make out? Yes. Right? Because this is how human beings interact. She, like, blew a kiss at him, and he's like, you murdered my girlfriend, let's make out. Also, I want to kill you? Uh, what? Yeah. This what is... happened? <laughs> Am I missing something? No, this is just how human beings act, Chris. Didn't you know? I didn't Haven't skip you? any beats there. I didn't skip one fucking nope. second. Nope. Uh, and then right after this, the worst deal of all time. Uh, so Rick is like, I want revenge. I and... asked you, like, I read this before you, Paris, and I was like, listen, <laughs> I need you to try and like pay attention really hard when some money is mentioned so you can tell me what the fuck was supposed to be the deal here because I don't understand what the deal was. So Rick says, I want revenge. And Isaac is like, yeah, we've both been wronged by Tori because at this point, I don't know, Tori has like stabbed Isaac in the back at some point, whatever. And uh, Isaac says to Rick, for 100 grand, I can solve both of our problems. And Rick says, make it 50 grand and you got yourself a deal. And Isaac says, done. Sorry, yeah, because... shall me no more. Uh, and then there's like a third part of the deal, right? Like something yeah. else happened. I forget what the third part is, but it's like. Tori comes back in and she's like, I know about the, the 50 slash 100 grand thing. I'll pay you more than him to also kill me. Uh, no, and then and then Rick is like, "I'll do it for free." I don't fucking yeah. know, but it was <laughs> He's like, the worst negotiator like, that there's ever been. Yeah, it was also very I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of unclear who was paying who. Was I'm, it Rick that was paying? I think yeah, okay, Isaac, so or was I, Isaac paying Rick in this case? Is that why Rick said make it fifty grand? So yeah, he had to but, pay Rick. But also, like when you bargain, you don't. Your first offer isn't half of what was just on the table. <laughs> I, it, so even if we're misunderstanding something, the fact that it's so fucking unclear yeah. is a major uh. point against this whole thing. Because I don't know. Setting aside the whole uh, Rick Tory thing, I still don't know what Rick's fucking motivation is oh, anymore. Well, do you remember they they try the author like tried to make uh, the Rick and his girlfriend Bridget? I think they tried to make that more plot relevant to Isaac being a government assassin because. 
it, it was like Isaac was actually hunting Bridget because she was posing as a government agent and got Isaac's friend Jill imprisoned uh, because Bridget said she was a special agent, bought guns from Jill, but then wasn't really a special agent and was gun running in Afghanistan and then got Jill arrested because she sold guns to someone who then sold them to people in Afghanistan. Was Jill a government agent? I I if she's think? Isaac's friend, but I, then why would Jill get in trouble for it? Clearly, wasn't that a sting operation for Bridget? No, so maybe Jill isn't. I don't know. But that, it, honestly, none of it makes any sense. But that it's was also a part of the plot. It's and, not and super relevant. So this is like a detour that Isaac took to like open up an underground death fighting thing <laughs> on his way. He said he was bored, right? As a yeah. fucking super secret government assassin or whatever. So uh, this super secret government assassin is going to openly broadcast death fights. Yes. In a city controlled by martial law slash mob rule slash the police a little <laughs> bit, maybe. Also, oh, remember when all of, all of, oh, by the way, all of a sudden there's one chapter where the, the goth girl, and the anime girl, and some of the other girls have like a satanic raven and ritual moonlight. and a <laughs> raven and moonlight. Yeah. Have a satanic ritual in a graveyard. Because that's what you goth bitches do, right? Because sure, Paris why has, not? has won. You should tell. No, I'm sorry. Fuck I'm, off. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm being trying to be funny. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. So that it's like, why not? Why not at this point? Sure. I honestly, at that point in the book, I was like, this whole thing feels like an episode of Terrible's Torture, where we're forced to cobble together random it, literary yes, elements. Honestly, <laughs> th this just came out of our brains before we could even do it. Like, it, this is like a Lovecraftian before time inception thing where we're gonna draw this out of a pile in like a year or something it's oh, just gonna fuck <laughs> Actually, and we'll so... have completed the circle for, yeah for anyone who doesn't know terribles torture is a video segment that we do for patrons uh where we we kind of play like uh the game scenes from a hat from whose lines in anyway we have four hats of things and it's like character content setting and then a wild card and this totally feels like like the first like for character we pulled out like uh female mma fighters and then for content it was like uh you know the uh, an illegal fight ring and then for fucking setting it was like columbus ohio and then for the wild card it was like main no character is sense. a government assassin no one makes sense is what the wild card is. Yeah, or that yeah uh and then so all right, we're, so we're going to draw it. that at a Terribles torture, and then we're going to have to be the ones to write this. Where Kelsey Co. in the future, oh it's God. like dark on Netflix. <laughs> Kelsey's going to come back from the future, and it's going to be me, and he's going to be like, "You're just always going to do this, Chris. You can't escape." And I'll just be like crying and, and going like, "No, you can't. I I can't be the one responsible for this. I'm never going to be you." <laughs> and then I'll You'll see. It, 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 yeah. The Stranger. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I just finished watching season two. Oh, uh, we don't want to. Well, that hopefully that didn't spoil anything. I don't think it spoiled anything for anybody. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't watched Dark, please do. It's, an it's pretty good. Show. Watch it in German. Yeah. Watch it in German. God. Yeah. Don't don't fucking watch it with overdubs. Anyway. Um, so and then it there's supposed to be the subplot where, you know, Isaac's trying to kill Tori, but it's. Chris makes a wonderful point in the notes that was like, Isaac, you're always pulling your gun out and shooting everybody anyway. Why not just kill Tori? I mean, if there's no consequences ever for anyone for killing people, why does there have to be any subterfuge? He just shoots people when they like don't die quick enough in the ring in his death fights. It's always like two to the heart, one to the head. 
Also, so if you don't care about that, what's the difference between with shooting Tori? She's not protected. She's not one of the informants or whatever. She's just a lady that forced you to marry her because no, you, you lost a fight? You find out that she actually is an informant for the local police, but I just, again, if there are no consequences, there's no reason to hide it. Like, if you're already killing people left and right constantly, then just kill Tori. Why do you have to give a dude, like, a hundred grand or like he has to give you a hundred grand i forget how that fucking deal works. Uh, yeah, i don't know <laughs> why but, is why do you have to involve this like roundabout the tournament way and there's also a chance that tori would win anyway right so just just pull your gun and pop her or i don't know throw brass knuckles at yourself and fight her because that's the other thing isaac does all the time in the middle of anything he'll just pull some brass knuckles out of his pocket it's like that isaac chucks in the brass knuckles to make yeah, it more a, brutal. It happens like knuckles. five separate times where yeah. Isaac just has to throw in some ducks. So, so I'm going to palming, do... palming them to everyone. <laughs> I'm going to do that in, in like every situation. I want to be more exciting now. If I'm bored at the office, just throw the brass knuckles in. <laughs> hey, yeah, Chris, you're your fucking guitar students acting up, throwing <laughs> some brass knuckles. Let's make it interesting, kids. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Chris is going to be here all day. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, this is. Uh, I God, I can't even remember. Oh, right. Um, and then at the very end, you learn that this whole thing was a setup because Isaac was actually tracking uh, Jade, one of the the woman who is victorious at the end. He was actually tracking Jade, the kickboxer, the whole time. He had been following her career, and he wanted her to win and to kill Tori. And that's and this all was a setup, and they actually got married right before the end of the book and i was just like what? what's the why uh, yeah i can't why yeah. does that matter at all none of this it it doesn't it really is like this whole thing really reads like a dream where th- there's just undis- disconnected scenes happening and there's no real continuity can you uh, explain to me the difference between there's like 15 girls mentioned in this book and the only ones with any sort of personality are like tori raven and maybe moonlight right and their personalities aren't really they're not personalities. personalities it's raven is goth and moonlight is a cosplayer and tori is the one that's talked about the most yes and then jade is the kickboxer and then there's also like angel who has a baby and moonlight also has a baby and then yeah, and so, I mean, these things just keep happening. Like, fights will happen. They're very boring. They're not exciting. But there's uh, a lot of gore because a lot of brass knuckles get thrown in or bricks are smashing heads. Yeah, or but the gore time isn't even... Raven, like, squishes someone's braids in her fingers and she's like, ah, I'm squishing the braids. It's so cool. Oh, and then Raven and Moonlight eat someone's heart that they murder in the ring. They, like, rip their heart out and they eat. Like, with their bare hands. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> bare-handed feats of strength by, like, assumedly tiny women, right? Yeah, like- these... Yeah, I... So, one of the things that stuck out to me... So, um, I... I, I do actually enjoy watching uh, MMA. And uh, I'm not into sports at all, but I do enjoy MMA. I find it... <laughs> really i don't know find it really interesting i guess my my ex was into it he was a fucking fighter or whatever so i i got into it a little bit and so what struck me in this is yeah you have these women with no training except for jade the kickboxer and presumably tori no athletic training 
uh, who are models, so presumably fairly weighty and small, and yet they're smashing cinder blocks and ripping skulls open and fucking do it like he some of the the kick kicking techniques and stuff and like shit he describes like they're not gonna know how to do any of that i don't i don't get it like if if you put women in a situation or anyone in a situation who's not a trained fighter and tell them to fight each other it's probably gonna be like pretty lame and not very brutal or hair pulling and slap fighting yeah a lot of like really weak punches because no one knows how to throw a punch and like Honestly, I don't think anyone would die. No one's going to crack a skull open <laughs> no. and, like, squish their brains in their hands. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure. No. Even with the... Maybe with the concrete brick, I guess, but probably not with the brass knuckles and certainly not with your bare hands. It would... I I don't know. I mean, I know that, obviously, these are circumstances where it's like, well, you kill the other person or you die, so sure, I, maybe things would get more interesting than I'm imagining. But, yeah, like you're saying, these these feats of strength uh and technique that are mentioned seem really really impossible uh for these particular people uh so this this just goes on until finally yeah until finally jade is victorious and kills tori and everyone else is dead and isaac and jay they try to it seems like the author tried to set it up for like a sequel uh angel survives some other people survive but most people are dead uh People Some that we're not even going to mention because it like no. barely matters. There's like a, a trio of like basic sorority girls that end up getting roped into it because they didn't fucking leave after they saw all the death fights. They just like hid in the bathroom for like, I don't know, a week or something. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And and there's a lot of dialogue in the text. that's like, oh, killing all these stupid, rich, stupid, rich selfie models. Uh, like, fuck them. They deserve to die. Like. The only girls that deserve to live are the ones who draw blood. There's this, we- like I said, there's this weird, like, oh, girls that fight. This is like a feminist thing. And it's it's not because you're all being controlled by a dude. And also, it's, I just don't understand also, the correlation. Also, sometimes you into it against your will. or Right, right. Like, it, it's definitely exploitative in every sense of the world, word. So Especially since how no one is, is winning anything. The modeling contract was all a ruse anyway. And... Winning something with your fists is isn't really any better than winning it with some other skill. So I don't but really even, understand. Even if the modeling thing was true, it's a chance to enter the competition to maybe get there's a separate fashion show oh, to right. get the modeling contract. So you're just Wait. like allowed access to that. There I must get, be other people getting into that without the death fights, right? Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, maybe, maybe like, the Miss America pageant has just gotten real out of hand, and now they and need every this, state like, has to have, like, a Mortal Kombat-ass yes, fucking tournament to yes, find, so, like, the one true model girl. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, like, no one's watching TV anymore, right? So, like, this is their way to get those viewers. Every state... Is its own its own fucking <laughs> fiefdom, and uh, e- every state has to have this like Mad Max fucking fight to the death snuff film shit happening, and then they advance to the swimsuit competition. You know, yeah, it's all smooth after. sailing after that's that. After. Yeah, but you know, you gotta really get through those those brutal brutal first uh, first round. Do the male models have to do this, or is it all Zoolander for them? <laughs> Who fucking knows, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of it. I I mean we already read one whole scene. Uh, I'm sure there are, there are other points in this. Wanna, that I'm are... gonna just like paw through this for a second, I yeah, guess, that, to see if there's fine. anything else interesting to like clip out because like it's mostly the same stuff. 
right? <laughs> yeah, well, while, while you're looking, I'll describe to them the, the end of the book. So, you know, it ends. Uh, and then there's more ads at the end, just like at the beginning, because why not? Um, and my favorite ad at the end of the book is an ad with this fairly absurd statement. Uh, it's, an, it's an ad for a short film by Kelsey Coe, of course, called Assassin Games. And the ad says, From the guy who brought you the hottest selling 10-minute concept film of all time and sold three copies for $3,000 within its first year of release, another short concept horror parody film by Kelsey Coe. Is that not like a really strange flex? Like yes. the strangest flex you've yes, ever a, heard? The, the weirdest flex, but okay, in the history of weird. <laughs> From Who did guy... he sell three copies for $3,000 to? And like selling three copies in a year is not an accomplishment, but also why would anyone pay $3,000 for a 10-minute film? I is mean, that what you paid to make them? Chris, what if... He's actually creating snuff films, and we're just, like, laughing about this, but he's actually murdering girls. Like, this is actually... Oh, my God. Chris, this is actually happening. I can't know. I refuse to live in that reality. No, this is happening. He's actually pitting women against each other and murdering them, and he's writing about it like it's fiction, and that's how he's getting away with it. I feel like like someone would have called the police about all the bodies in the corner. No, it's Columbus. They only care about gunshots, Chris. That's true. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot how Columbus law works. (laughs) All right, there's one part in here where uh, uh, one of the characters we didn't mention by name before, Tiffany, is introduced as an athletic cheerleader type. Lies on the bed playing video games, dressed in a cute gamer girl outfit. What is a gamer girl outfit, Paris? Uh, Please explain to me what a gamer girl outfit is. Uh, Beats me, other than, like, real casual, right? Like, I don't know, t-shirt, jeans, and a hoodie? Like, I... I, Yeah, what is it? It's kind of what I... What do you mean? Is it a Mario t-shirt? Like... Oh, I mean, there's another point where he refer- He says that someone is dressed up as a cowboy costume, which is... A great typo. I mean, I I could just you know what I could just uh, let's just select a location, Chris. Can you see the locations on your in your electronic yes. copy? Yes, I can. Do you want to just like swing back and forth, and I'll tell you what location I end up on randomly? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. We'll do one each. All right, All here right. we go. One, two, three, four, and here we shut the door on location uh fifteen fifty. Seven. Okay, I am there. Okay, so am I. Let's start from uh, St. Rachel and Big Tony. Begin collecting monies from the fans. All right, you're all the men and I'm all the women. This is going to be hard. Okay, let me let me do the stage directing this okay, time. Okay, that, like. that would be helpful. Thank you. St. Rachel and Big Tony begin collecting monies from the fans. Heather, Erica, and Jennifer slip into the girls' restroom during this time unnoticed. Isaac White to the girls. You ladies and your friends are part of tonight's entertainment. Cute girls fighting to the death live on pay-per-view. A girl fight to the death? Oh, this I gotta see. I do hope there's blood and guts. Yes, freaky one. There will be plenty of blood and guts, and I will be the most obliged if you and your friends fight as well. Tiffany, Jade, Raven, and Alexandra rejoice in excitement, angering their friends, Violet, Amber, Moonlight, and Brittany, still unaware their necessity. Why, Jade, I train with you. And Violet, you're always telling me you could beat me in a real fight. Now's your chance. Tiffany, darling, we've been BFF since preschool. Why? Nothing lasts forever. Like your firm body. (laughs) 
Alexandra, what am I doing here? She said bring a friend so I can learn how to fight for the bigger fights. I figure you will be an easy win. Now I will lead Lucifer's daughters. <laughs> Damn it, I can't do You have to go with voices. like seven different voices in the span of women. <laughs> that was seven different Don't women, everybody. Yeah, I get a win for my baby. I can't wait to bash a girl's head in and squish through her brains. This will be so awesome. Saint Rachel and Big Tony give Isaac the collected money. Isaac to his friends. These girls hating each other will bring in the big bucks from our broadcast audience to crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, please make yourself at home and help yourself to anything you want at the bar. Please do so sparingly. There will be no restocking tonight. Fucking pick one. Like, these dudes are paying fucking five grand to see women murder each other. And he's like, nah, only two drinks, though. <laughs> nah, just like two. Just don't, we didn't don't know. I only go got overboard. one case of cores, all right? So don't. I know you this, all. Listen, there's White Claw coming in in a couple of minutes, but you gotta be you gotta be patient. I know you all paid five grand for a seat, but sorry. Help yourself to anything. Only take a little bit. All right, that's all I'm gonna read from that. Let you get to pick the next location. Oh, sorry. I, it's really hard to do eight different stupid girl voices. All right, next time in the next scene, I will be all the girls. <laughs> all right, uh, let's um. Let's see. Uh, I'm at uh, location 2052. Um, okay. All right. So I, you're I, you're Isaac again, and I'll be Tiffany. No, I'll be the girls. You get to be Isaac. Okay, I'll be Isaac in stage directions. Okay, right. so we'll <laughs> start with Tiffany saying, "Forgive me." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> What's wrong? I wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. Hang on. You want to? Sorry. Could you do that again? Forgive me. Tiffany picks up the knucks and punches Amber in the chest where she doubles over to be elbowed to the floor by Tiffany. Then Tiffany stances, throwing the knucks back to Isaac. You better stay down. Tired and yawning, Big Tony throws a knife into the cage to the growing excitement of the fans. It's now or never. One of you gotta gut the other. <laughs> Tiffany kicks the knife away as Amber grabs for it, then crushes her nose with a vicious stomp. Blood from Amber's nose flows everywhere. Tiffany edges closer to Amber as she blocks Amber's punch. She kicks at Amber, tripping Tiffany. What? <laughs> Tiffany what? falls immediately, eyeing the knife. Wait, Amber begins what? to climb Tiffany, and they wrestle around, moving closer to the knife. Amber gets on top and grabs the knife. She lies on top of Tiffany, slamming her lower body into her as Tiffany tries to grab the knife. Despite Tiffany's attempts, Amber manages to slice into Tiffany's shin. Tiffany pushes her off of her and begins to crawl away. Amber grabs at her ankles but receives a swift kick in the face from Tiffany, instead knocking her to the floor. Tiffany quickly gets to her feet as Amber follows, favoring her now bloody lip. Amber throws a jab at her with the knife, but Tiffany catches her hand and the knife, Tiffany snaps the wrist, leaving Amber to scream in horrific pain, throwing the knife a distance. The day wasn't the day to mess with me. Tiffany kicks Amber in the chest, doubling her over to receive a harsh series of knee jabs. Tiffany wraps Amber's hair in her free hand and spins her back against her. She picks Amber up over her shoulders and allows her body to dangle in the hair as she grasps well at her <laughs> face and crotch. Tiffany squats and slams Amber down over her knee, instantly snapping her spine. 
Amber spurts a massive amount of blood and dies. And tomorrow isn't looking good either. Tiffany rolls her off her knee aggressively that Amber's lifeless body rolls a couple of times to and on the floor. <laughs> Big Tony drags away Amber by the ankles. <laughs> Tiffany takes her seat. St. Rachel. God forgives my sweet angel. God? Jade to herself. <laughs> Whatever happened to thou shalt not kill? Oh, shit. Alexandra, time to man up. Add some sass and spice. Alexandra and Brittany enter. Brittany, look what's become of us. Best friends forever. We're trying to kill each other for what? I mean, where's the contract? How do we know if there even is one? Alexandra. Modeling is all about taking risks. Brittany. They choke me, I'll play dead. You better stop talking and get to killing. Alexandra. It's worth a shot. Alexandra grabs Brittany by the throat and acts like she's strangling her to death. Brittany slowly falls to the floor, salivating to appear she's foaming at the mouth. Well, she choked out quick. Jade. She's faking. She's still breathing. Alexandra. Why? I'm gonna really kill you now. The crowd chants, bullshit! <laughs> Jade, Curry, it's all about numero... Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, it's all about numero uno. I spit on my screen by accident. It looks like the word Curry. I'm sorry. Honestly, honestly, like, sure. All right, I think we kind of got the gist there, too. Oh, God, this is so confusing, even when we have the text. Right, what about that part where... Okay, I'm going to try to read that one part again. Tiffany those... edges closer to Amber as she blocks oh. Amber's punch. She kicks at Amber, tripping Tiffany. I, yeah, I don't know. Kicking your own ass, I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. A couple this... seeds from... Uh, uh. Listen. Listen. Stop writing screenplays, everyone, I guess, because... Please. <laughs> please stop. Or stop disguising books at, like, screenplays as books, I suppose. Yes. Um, um, so, let's get to look, our final new segment here, Paris. Can we fix it? I no. Listen, you. I don't no. think. Okay, let's boil it down, bare, bare, bare bones to the the itty little bits here. Of there's a girl fight tournament <laughs> with a bunch of ladies fighting each other. You would to make it anything decent. You would have to make it some extremely over the top, tongue in cheek send up of like. I don't know, tournament fighter movies featuring Chris, isn't all this women? Just the, isn't this just that fucking video game? Uh, No More Heroes, you mean? No, no. Uh, uh, the one with the one with the fucking, it's just girl fights. The Yeah, it's a video. Uh, Jesus, I mean, there's like, really there's popular. a lot of those. There's yeah, a lot it's really popular. Of, oh, Dead no. or Alive. You're yes, saying Dead, Dead or, or alive. alive. Thank you. Yes. So they don't actually murder each other in Dead or Alive, I think, oh. because they keep coming back later on in the story to fight each other once more. Oh, okay. But I mean, essentially, that is the game series with uh, boob jiggle tech in it. Yes, so you're yes, it is. Pretty much right. It's it's probably a Dead or Alive, but deader. And so yeah, like the only way I can imagine fixing this up is to make it purposefully over the top and satirical to the point where you can clearly tell it's supposed to be absurd. But that's definitely not the case here. It's supposed to be, oh, look at all the blood and guts. It's so cool. And also maybe give the characters more personality beyond, oh, this is a goth one. This one's got a kid. This one is, has a gamer girl outfit on? Yeah, I mean, for me... All right, here, here's my piece about it. This dude obviously has a serious fixation with women fighting each other and evidently has the money to bankroll every fucking form of media known to man. 
with the same plot over and over again with different models. I just, I don't think the world needs something like this. Like, you could, if all right, if you want to see women fighting each other, you could watch real MMA fights or other specific martial arts fights if that's your thing. And, and not to mention, like, I'm sure there's already mountains of porn like this, which this kind of comes off to me as porn, like intended I mean, to be minus the, like the murder and death part most uh, some, yeah some people are into that right sure uh, but most girl fighty porn is just like hey they're all oiled up and they're wrestling and whoever wins gets to come yeah so i think that i just feel like this like d-grade level of thing doesn't need to exist there's already cb yeah, and i'm sure an a-grade levels of <laughs> this you know it's like whether whether you're looking for actual fighters fighting, you know, you could watch a fucking Bellator fight or Lion fights or UFC, and you could see good female fighters actually fighting. Like, I don't understand why... If, if you need the murder and death, go play a Myrtle, Myrtle, Myrtle Combat. That's a <laughs> bunch of old ladies fighting each other. Hey, I'm sure that's something someone wants to, right? <laughs> old lady um, fights. Or if you want, like, the pornier version, like, I'm sure there's plenty of porn like this. Just go to Pornhub. Just go to Pornhub and literally type in sex fight, and you know what? (laughs) It'll be real easy to come across. And and so my other, the other thing I, the other reason I feel like this is unsalvageable and the other reason I hate it, other than the fact that obviously it's horribly written, uh, you know, not even an editor could save this, is is my point. It is. Um... I had to strip I, everything except girl fight tournament from it to be right. even begin. To... <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You have to boil it down to the literally one thing, the, the one phrase you could sum it up. Everything as. else goes in the trash. Yeah, but I I hated because it it continues to stoke the fire of the popular idea that women who do fight sports are there for the male gaze or and or it's a sexual thing. When in reality, it's neither of those things. Women who do fight sports do it for the same fucking reasons men do fight sports, and they deserve to be respected for it. And I, I mean, fight sports are fucking difficult. They are, the, I, I feel like it's one of the hardest fucking things you can do. Probably. For a lot of reasons. Um, and I, I have a lot of respect for the people who do it. And I just, like, if you ever watch a UFC fight, or like I said, you know, Lion Fights or Bellator or what, any of the promo companies, like, it's not sexy. Like, like, no. like, just like if you watch the dudes fight, like you watch fucking Diaz brothers or, you know, whoever you support, whatever, it's like a million fighters. It's not, you're not sitting there like, oh man, I can't wait till he fucking fucks him in the butt. Like no one, <laughs> no one is watching. I'm sure there's someone, there's someone maybe, out there maybe. waiting for the day that like the shorts slip a little too low. And finally he gets what that person gets what they want. The like, buttfuck edition of MMA, MMA buttfucks. To be honest, pay per view, sixty nine dollars. To be honest with you, there is a greater likelihood of fighters shitting themselves during a fight than getting hard, because that actually happens for men and women. Like, like they get hit so hard, or they're just like so pushed past the point of you know tolerance that they shit themselves during fights it's happened you can look it up if you really want to see it like you see the stains on shorts you see the stains on the mat like people lose control of their bodily functions joe rogan commentating on it was over oh, everything. jamie zoom in on that shit on the mat <laughs> check it out look she literally shit herself with yeah, that hit <laughs> i mean i'm joe rogan i'm gonna have alex jones commentate next to me next week no, no. But also thankfully. Bernie Sanders. 
Could you imagine a combination Joe Rogan, (laughs) Alex Jones, Bernie Sanders commentated fight? What fight would that be? That they would be tolerating? Actually, actually, that's going to be what the debates are between Liz Warren and Donald Trump. (laughs) Bernie's going to have dropped out. It's going to be Liz versus Trump. (laughs) Alex Jones is going to be ranting off at the side about there's a conspiracy. They're giving her, they're giving Liz Warren the juice. There's no way she could be able to take on the majesty of Donald Trump otherwise. And Bernie Sanders is going, well, you know, actually, she's a very just fit, fit woman. She just works out. There's there's nothing wrong with that. You wouldn't know that about anything about that because you just lie and cheat. You know, the way that American politics are going, I could believe this future. Like this, you know. Once again, I predicted the future. I have to close the circle now, Paris. (laughs) Give it 50 years and this is what's going to be happening. Uh, But yeah, I just. Wow, look at that right haymaker from Liz right there. That was a fantastic one. (laughs) Medicare for all would solve that problem, though. She wouldn't have to pay a dime to fix that job. Um, yeah, so I, I hate that it, um, perpetuates stereotypes about female fighters. I think that female fighters deserve a lot more respect, um, fighters in general, because it's, it's fucking hard. Um, Can you do that in your Bernie Sanders voice? I don't have a Bernie Sanders as voice. If he's deli- Listen, these ladies deserve as much respect as any other man <laughs> in the ring. They get paid two thirds as much. Unionized, ladies. Unionized. <laughs> Also, oh my god, Donald Trump just shit himself on the mat. <laughs> this is not and then fucking fucking Alex Jones is like, this is not this is this is a strategy. He's gonna use that against Warren in the fight. Oh god, oh no he is. Oh no. <laughs> Alright. Oh, I'm sorry everyone, this is a late night recording. We're getting oh, really god. fucking wacky. Uh but All right. anyway, our our final decision is don't read this fucking book stay away from kelsey co and the peddling of his wares don't write uh, stuff like this either we don't need it it's, no just go to fucking Pornhub. is porn wait is Pornhub the one that's paving roads yes okay yeah go to Pornhub. i'd rather Pornhub does I'd a rather... lot of good for the world they have like a whole sex education page yeah right they yeah, plant like, trees and shit fucking go help Pornhub educate people about how to I don't know eat a pussy or something and fucking go help fucking pave a road like that's definitely a video on Pornhub you know my guess I guess my guess was accurate um but yeah give them your money Kelsey Coe does not deserve your money I don't care how much you want to watch girls punch each other you want to see some tits fucking go somewhere else divert your he's not doing a good enough job in any of these these yeah this is not speaking of giving money oh right uh, let's, yeah, let's fucking crash this train into the nearest mountain. Uh, let's, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, without these wonderful folks, none of this would be possible. Thank you to Dari. Thank you to Greg, Will, Veronica. Thank you to Dee and Jared, Lynn, Zina, Jakob, Torben, aka Duck King. Thank you to Bobby Blackcat, Ayame, Jensina, and Mayo Cat. If you, too, want to help support the show, you can do one of four things. Like the glorious people we just mentioned, you can head over to patreon.com slash join slash terrible book club and also become a patron. At the $5 a month level or higher, 
You can enjoy special video segments. Uh, and you can also download audio tracks where Chris and I watch movies or TV show companions to books we've read on the podcast. And, you know, it's kind of fun to feel like I guess you're watching something with us. Uh, you can also listen to the show specifically on the Radio Public app. Uh, this will passively generate income for the show. So if you can't or are unwilling to directly send us money, you can do this passively by listening to us on that app. So every time you listen to us on Radio Public, uh, you get you give us two cents. Uh, and we get an extra dollar bonus if you listen to three episodes in a row. So honestly, like if you just want to download the app, just hit play and listen to three episodes and then fucking delete the app. Like, whatever. You gave us a dollar. Thanks. Uh, you can also share episodes and links to our social media, uh, you know, for various platforms on your social media, or you can tell a friend. Uh, finally, you can always leave a review for the show on iTunes or some other platform. Um, I've actually seen more people doing that recently. So thank you very much to everyone who's left a review. I really appreciate those honest ones. Like, you know, five stars is what everyone wants. It's kind of the the industry standard if you like a podcast it's one of those things it's kind of like those customer surveys at work where Mm -hmm. like if you get anything less than perfect it's bad but honestly i don't give a shit i really appreciate those those like three and four star reviews that are that are more real but uh trying to help us out trying to help us out honestly yeah anything's cool thank you for thank you for um all the newer reviews i've seen and remember that we enjoy interacting with you so you know, we've gotten a few more emails recently and some recommendations via Facebook. You know, please reach out to us, uh, whether whether it's through email. Uh, you can email us at terriblebookclub at gmail.com or uh, through Goodreads. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I know there was actually, actually someone messaged us a few weeks ago about uh, that fairy tale book I was looking for. And I did actually read the message and I started doing some investigation and I'm not sure either of the suggestions are correct, but I haven't had a lot of time, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, haven't had a whole lot of team time, but um, thank you so much to whoever that was. I, I really should probably have figured out your name before saying this, but whatever, I'm tired. My appreciation is just as real not knowing your name. <laughs> so thank you, mysterious person. Uh, thank you, mysterious listener, because I, I really want to find that book and that it's like this weird thing that's important to me for just no explainable reason. So I thank you for your effort. Yeah. And thanks for the, some of the recent emails and messages for recommendations. You know, we'll get around to that stuff at some point. But our, it's just nice to hear from people and yes. know people are listening other than the folks that we know personally. Um, you know, we see download numbers and we know there's like a few hundred of you out there, but we don't we don't know you and we'd like to know you. So, you know, reach out. And I promise to do more effort on my part for uploading edited Patreon content. It's been a rough month for me computer-wise. Yeah, so remember... I'm back up and running. So when we did the Final Fantasy VII book uh, episode, uh, we recorded at Chris's house. It was me, Chris, and his brother Adam. You know, if you've listened to the episode, you probably know this. Uh, But yeah, Chris's computer shit itself, like, right after that. And we had recorded both the episode and the movie watch of um, Advent Children, and Chris thought that it was all lost. But he was able to salvage it, but he had to, he had to get a whole new computer, um, and then, I don't know, something else happened. Like my I, Final I, Cut I, license wasn't carrying right, over. I had right. to buy, like, get sell some shit to get a new license, uh, and I just got it up and running. It's a new version. I'm still getting used to it. I, I'm going to do better. You will have content. We're probably going to do a Terriblos Torture, whatever we can fit this shit into our crazy schedule right now. Yeah, life is life is kind of nuts right now. I apologize uh, to you, Patreon supporters. I will give you reasons to give us money soon. But honestly, there's so much there's so much backlog of content that if you if you become a patron, there's like seventy posts from. Sure. There's tons of stuff there, um, and I'm sure not everybody has watched every little thing. So, 
it's fine. But uh, thanks for your patience, everybody. And uh, yeah, we appreciate all of y'all. Thank you very much for continuing to support us. Uh, I well, love all of you. That's another episode. I uh, like. I want to keep talking, but not about this. And no one wants to hear me talk about anything else right now. So, um, do we want to do like good media we've consumed recently? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, if you have something like ready to go, maybe you should go first. I back to back read two fantasy novels. One was Sabriel by Garth Nix, which my girlfriend gave me for my birthday way back in April. Um, that I finally finished, which was really nice. It had this cool world that was centered around like necromancy, and it had like this weird like magic bell system for doing necromancy. Wait, what? The, shit. What the fuck book was this? What is it called? Sabriel by Garth Nix. Huh, I don't remember this happening. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I mean, I read it for myself for for pleasure. No, I, I know. I'm just saying I don't remember you receiving this book at all. I don't know. I just like spaced on it, I guess. I, I got it from Rebecca for my birthday, and I probably just didn't mention it to you. It was amongst yeah. the gifts she got me. Um, and that was a pretty neat book with a cool magic system. And then I read another cool book with a cool magic system called Mistborn, which I believe you gave me like years ago. Yeah, I let you borrow that because it was a Christmas gift from my... Uh, my old assistant at my last job. So, yeah, I think I probably gave that to you a year or more ago. It, it has a fun, like, <clears throat> metal-based magic system. Yeah. Which I was really into. There was a couple points in the book where I was like, oh, that, that that's kind of like a plot horror. Like, why did you wait till now to do that big thing that you did? But overall, it was pretty compelling. And I was, you know, I was in, I wanted to read through the whole thing the whole time. Good characters. Nice action. I remember, a nice fantasy novel. I remember thinking it was fine, but I wasn't like, <clears throat> I wasn't so drawn in that I felt like I wanted to keep reading it um, at the time, just because I kind of have to, like I said, I have a lot of shit going on. I kind of fucking prioritize things. And I was just like, oh, it's fine. But I think maybe if I had, if I had come upon the series when I had more free time, I would have read more of it. But yeah. Yeah. Again, that's um, Mistborn by Brandon yeah. Sanderson, if I forgot to mention it before. But it was like, I like the whole thing about like, oh, it's based around like metals and like pulling yourself towards metal things or pushing it away or yeah. some other things based around that. It had a cool set of rules that, you know, I, I liked watching get established and like the final fight turned out in a way I didn't expect, even though I felt a little cheap in some ways, but still. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any, any other good media? Like music or um, whatever, or TV? Uh, I've been listening to a lot more death metal lately because I'm trying to work up ideas for both New Graveborn and my side project of Power Rangers-inspired death metal, which uh, will be coming to a band camp near you eventually once I get a bunch of shit together. I still got to write two more songs and get all these vocalists I have lined up and whatnot. Um, I recommend uh, there's a band called Half that I really enjoyed their latest album. Huh, okay. I forgot what the, that album was called, but it's Half's <clears throat> latest album. And also, uh, local heavyweights, Pathogenic, some of my favorite musicians in the area, finally released their album after like four or five years of it being kind of in limbo or like being worked on. And the effort shows, my friends, the back half of that album from song six onward has great riffs, great songwriting, fantastic lyrics about... Uh, the despair and frustration we all feel in current era society, essentially. If you feel like, hey, I can't believe all you idiots are ruining this for me, go listen to Pathogenic. <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, if we're talking about <clears throat> uh, books, 
Oh boy, I am not doing great. Uh, I so I've been reading the Malazan series. Some of you um, longtime listeners may remember me talking about this here and there. Uh, Chris lent me the third book, Memories of Ice. Uh, My I've favorite. Read the first two. And uh, oh boy, have I not had fucking any time to read. I'm like 50 pages into like a 1,200 page book, and I don't know when I'm gonna be able to finish it. So, uh, you know. It's my uh, favorite one of the it. ones I made it through. So yeah, uh, I'm also reading uh, some book about trees that I thought was going <laughs> to be really fucking compelling, but it's really fucking boring. And I just, oh man, it's just not. So I'm like struggling to finish this really easy to read, boring book about trees. <laughs> I was given a nonfiction <laughs> book about like the rituals of nighttime or like before <laughs> sleep. Things that cultures, different cultures would do. Oh, that uh, sounds sick. Yeah, it was in my girlfriend's bookshelf. And the reason I picked it up is because the blurb on like the review blurb in the bottom left corner of the cover said, it says an exciting anthropology of the shadow realms, which is some Yu-Gi-Oh oh. shit. That yeah, that's, that's a, that might be a little overselling the concept <laughs> there, but is it good? Uh, I haven't started to read it yet. It's next oh, on my list after uh, these. Fa- I finished these fantasy novels, so I'm in the mood for some. All right, yo, don't different. don't let me don't let me forget about that because that sounds like a book I need to read. But um, okay. I'm also like, oh god, I, this is so embarrassing. I'm uh, I have some book shame, man. This is so. There's two books that I'm like very very gingerly passively reading, and there's a third one that I've had even longer. <laughs> oh, that's all of us book fans, <laughs> oh, right? Like oh, we're all just kind of rotating between um, the books. No, I'm usually really good about being about just reading one book at a time and starting and finishing it in, you know, reasonable time, but I don't know, life's been life's been nuts lately. Um and that is uh <clears throat> Extremity Retained. Uh it's the history of it's like a it's a death metal history book basically, uh with a bunch of interviews and um it's it's good, but I just yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't have fucking any time. So those are all the books I'm struggling to get through currently. All right. Um, and then for media, um, music I've been digging lately. So uh, I mean, this I've I've been kind of digging this record for a while. But um, Deva, uh, Deva out of Philly, they put out a record called Pulsing Dark Absorptions, and fuck, does that shit rip your goddamn face off every time? Uh, I saw it came out actually late 2018, but. It feels like a, I don't know, feels like a 2019 record to me. Um, I saw them at Ralph's like a long time ago. I don't know, probably in the fall. Uh, and God, they, oh, their their vocalist is just such a great standalone frontman. As a standalone vocalist myself, and by that I mean uh, a vocalist who does not, who isn't also playing like bass or guitars or drums or something. Um, it's it's a tough job up there. Like you you gotta fucking do shit with your body and your face and hands and whatever. And man, he was so compelling. And like that record, oh, it's such a good record. It's short. It's fucking oh, it's so great. Like if you're into um if you if you kind of celebrate uh like the thrashier, angrier parts of Dark Throne uh or yeah, if you just like um uh like like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Check it out. It's fucking, it's a great record. Uh, I've also really been into um, this record by uh, this guy who, I, it's it's a guy, uh, but he has other musicians, but it's a band called Sabir or Saber. I would say Sabir because it has an umlaut on the I, which is dumb. But man, it's just like fucking, it's like Wasp Cauldron. Like if, if you took Wasp and Cauldron. I remember you bands, showing this to me and I was super into it. Oh, dude, it's the it's like sleazy fucking good time shit. Like honestly, 
Not the most PC shit in the world. I'm going to be real upfront about that. Wasn't uh, there boobs I, on the cover? Uh, yeah, there's like a sexy fantasy drawing, but like the lyrics are fucking sleazy. But man, I have been playing that a bunch and enjoying it a lot just because sometimes it's fun to indulge in some bullshit. Um, and uh, let's see, what else for music? Honestly, I've had a disappointing time lately trying to get into some releases. So, uh, like, my band is in a genre called epic doom metal or, like, epic heavy metal. And um, I gotta say, I'm having a really hard time getting into other bands in that genre. Um, Color, listen outside of me. You're too deep into dude, it to, like, no, get enjoyment. No, that's not it. I just... Nobody has fucking riffs, Chris. Like, there's no riffs. Like, people, you need riffs. Yeah, you, you know what? I'm right there with you. That's what I'm trying to bring back to this oh. whole deathcore thing, I guess. So, Yeah, and so, like, for example, uh, there's a band called Atlantean Codex that just put out a record, and people are like, oh, man, it's going to be the record of the year. Like, this is my album of the year, and I listened to it, and it was, like, so forgettable to me. And then same, like, um, uh, well, I haven't heard the whole record, but there's a band called Rodrin. Erodruin, uh, and I've I've played shows with um their like main the main dude in the band. Uh, I've played shows with his other band Blazaro, and Blazaro is great. And Erodruin like has put out some stuff that was really good, but like I listened to the new track and I was just like, I don't know, this is fine. Like it's not bad. I don't know. I don't I don't want to come off as as being so negative. I'm not saying that these records are bad or I hate them or or what or I'm gonna tell you not to listen to them. I just they're not grabbing me they're not doing anything for my soul like i don't know they're just not dude and i I hate to say it but like even the new crypt sermon record like i fucking love crypt sermon like i'm going to see them uh i'll I'll be in brooklyn again soon uh if anyone cares um to see crypt sermon and visigoth and sanhedrin and like i love crypt sermon i'm always gonna love that band but like their new record is it's just like you know how when you you listen to something and it fucking just like it just sinks its claws into you and you're uh-huh. compelled to listen over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's not happening for me with this record. And it's just so disappointing because I, oh man, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess I'm <laughs> having a real hard time lately with might, things like in my listen, genre, but you know, might I recommend minimally the back half of the new pathogenic record? I know it's not exactly your style. It's not like deathcore, I would say or anything very technical very progressive um and i think if you read the lyrics along with it it's uh it's a pretty great experience um and if you don't want to listen to the whole thing i recommend you listen from track six suicide itch onward it's really I mean, good i mean yeah i'll give it a go because you know i'll i'll try i'll try it once uh but yeah i don't know i guess that was just my my weird aggression about how I'm struggling to enjoy things in the genre that i play in uh which you i know, think that's happens. Te- i think that's natural you know how the yeah. sausage is made, so, you know, it's... No, it's not that. People just... I just... I don't <laughs> know, man. I need more riffs. More riffs, please. I can agree. Uh, I think yeah. that's all... I mean, do you have anything else to share, good media uh, We talked about books. We talked about music. Oh, TV. So, I, like I said earlier, I just finished watching season two of Dark. Kind of took me a while to get there, but Dark is a great show, and you should watch it. Um, started watching the Dark Crystal, and honestly, found the first episode wicked boring. I really uh, love that show for like the puppetry and well, the designs. well, that's the thing. I'm a huge sucker for um for practical effects and puppetry and physical shit. So I was pumped to watch it, and I was watching it um you know with a with a friend and uh and we were both just like nodding by the end of it like. I really like any uh, scene with the Skeksis in it. I love the, all the shit that's happening yeah. with the, the, anything with them. 
I think um yeah I think I'm I'm definitely gonna go back for episode two because like I said I'm a sucker for practical shit At and least also because cr- every little creature I want all of them and also because I'm a completionist um were you not disturbed by the wheel creatures because I was disturbed by the wheel creatures I thought they were adorable but like how miserable is it to be a wheel yeah well <laughs> like you know. y'all have all this technology but you can't fucking make a wheel that isn't alive like can <laughs> we can we fix this maybe that maybe having intelligent wheels is better. I don't, I don't know, man, maybe, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm, I don't have a lot of time to like watch shit. So that's, I don't know. I guess that's it for me. Uh, so hopefully anyone, <laughs> anyone would, that's still there. Yeah. Uh, this thanks. has been Paris and Chris's good media segment. Yeah. Um, and with that, we already did the, the rest of the goodbyes. So we can just say bye Paris. Goodbye. Chris. <laughs>